What's going on guys? It's Elijah from the Comebacks Podcast. I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a heads up, a little bit of a disclaimer I guess you guys can say. This is our first ever episode, which does mean that there might be some technical difficulties at points throughout the podcast. If you guys notice that, please, if you guys are able to, cut us a little bit of slack. The more episodes that we create for you guys, the better that it's going to get over time. I can assure you guys that. Um... Other than that, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. We decided to still post it even with a little bit of, um, um, I guess you could say, you guys are going to probably hear my voice twice at random points throughout the podcast because obviously my colleague sits across from me in the same room. But nevertheless, um, that's really the only thing I've noticed. Uh, if you guys notice anything else throughout the podcast, please feel free to let us know. We decided to still post it because we feel like there's a lot of good uh, stuff here, good takeaways here, um, listening to the first ever episode. So without further ado, thank you guys so much for tuning in and, uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. Yo, 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 what's going on guys? It is the King Cobra. It is Elijah here. Welcome to the first episode of the comebacks. Today we are being joined by our co-host, or I guess you could say co-host or would it be just host? Because we're both the hosts. Yeah, co-host is fine. Co-host, uh, Eric. What's going on, Eric? How you doing today, man? Good, good. How's everybody out there? Man, uh, I hope everyone's doing good, man. Uh, it is Monday. It is, uh, what is it, August 7th, 2023. Uh, at some point this week, this episode is going to drop. We're going to have to figure out a schedule for yeah. all of this. But uh, nevertheless, man, it's the first day of the comebacks. This has been a long time coming. I know we've been talking about this for the last few weeks now. Yeah, for uh, sure. It's one of those things. It's it's, it's just funny in retrospect. Uh, me and you were talking about it a little bit before we started recording. Um, just kind of crazy how all this came to be, man. Like we only met what, like two months ago, maybe. Yeah, two three months ago for sure. Yeah, we, we met two three months ago. Uh, Eric was uh, at the at one of the wrestling shows I was performing on. He was there with his wife and his son Kingston, and uh, I just knew you guys as fans. And here today we are, like basically best friends, man, having yeah. a podcast. This is crazy. It is crazy. Time flies, man. Time flies. Time flies. And, you know, um, whenever I brought this idea to you, um, you were all on board. And, you know, we're just out here trying to change the world, man. That's it. Change the world. Entertain the world. I, I like to think I'm a good entertainer. Might become a stripper after this. Who knows? <laughs> you never know, man. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but nevertheless, guys, enough with the jokes. Um, yeah, so it is the first episode of The Comebacks. Uh, before, we get to, uh, before we get into all the topics we want to talk about today, we did just want to let you guys know kind of uh, how we came up with the name, who we are. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, my name is Elijah. I am 25 years of age. I do currently reside here in Texas. Alongside with Eric, obviously we're here uh, recording this live for you guys. Um, and uh, the comebacks, uh, we kind of came up with the name. Um, we wanted something that's inspiring, you know. Um, last few weeks, honestly, I've been a pretty rough patch in my life, uh, as you know, Eric. Yep. Um, you know, and it's just been one of those things where no matter how many times life has knocked me down, I've always noticed I've always come back stronger and a lot, you know. Uh, I guess you could say built up maturity-wise and... Uh, you know, uh, that's kind of the, why I like the name of the comebacks, you know. Um, just one of those things where I feel like all of us face different obstacles every single day. Uh, not always the same. They might have some similarities with every single person. But it's one of those things where I felt like it was very important to kind of name the podcast that. Because at the end of the day, we're, yes, we want to entertain everyone. You know, whether it's us with our jokes, maybe some of the things we say. Like, you know, uh, I get pretty crazy, especially with the dos equis in me like I have right now. But, uh, <laughs> 
But um, at the end of the day, we also do want to be able to use this platform to be able to inspire those around us. That's kind of why I like wrestling myself. Absolutely. <clears throat> and I think that we have to pick up people. You know, that's, that's probably the biggest thing for me is to be able to lift people and get, when we tell our stories, right, and, and other stories maybe that we're reading about or whatever's in the headlines, um, you know, some of them are, are, are not going to be uh, uplifting maybe, but they'll be comical enough to uh, make people laugh and, uh, and realize that, hey, we're all human and we're all going through stuff and we need to be there for one another. Yeah, yeah man, I mean, life's, life's just, just way, way too, too short, short to really try to... <laughs> To be stuck in a, in a rut, you know, and uh, that's something honestly I've I've struggled with the last few weeks with everything that's been going on in my life. Um, but I always find myself, uh, you know, being brought up by you know my peers around me, my friends, yeah, uh, those that have been checking in on me recently. I do love and appreciate you guys so much. Um, and this is just uh, also this is just another outlet for me to be able to speak my truth and you know mm-hmm. just hopefully be able to inspire others. Um, because even though I'm going through all these different things in my personal life. Uh, I like, I like to think, think that, that right now, professionally and uh, pro wrestling, you know, I'm doing some pretty great stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> so there's that, um, Eric. Though, uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself, man. Well, uh, he's like, so, where do I start? <laughs> where do I start? So I'm the, uh, the the old man here, I guess, if you will. At uh, 50 years old, just kind of been through a lot in my life. Uh, seen a lot of great things. Done a lot of great things. Um, you know, a father of three, uh, two, uh, two back home in Indiana still, uh, 20-year-old son and an, and an 18-year-old daughter, and then kind of started over in life, you know, after uh, many years of being single, uh, met Emily, who is absolutely the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in life, um, other than the birth of my children. Um, really, she just kind of helps uh, motivate me, man. She drives me to be a better human being. Um, so with that being said, she found who her father was, uh, late in her life. Uh, and he happened to be here in Texas. Um, so she has siblings that, that we've now met and she's got to know. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of wanted to have an opportunity to raise Kingston, our five-year-old son in a diverse, um, cultural atmosphere, uh, which we didn't have back home in rural Indiana. And, uh, which led me to uh, to apply where where I currently work, and they brought us down and and uh, took care of us, and yeah, so now we're here in San Antonio, living the dream, man. That's so. beautiful, man. Yeah, so uh, I'm assuming then that that means that Emily's now having a closer relationship with her father now. Yeah, yeah, uh, That's just kind of building it, right? I mean, yeah. when it's when it's that late in life, you know, when you're 25 and you're just finding out who your father is, it's a uh, it takes time. You know, to to build that, and I think that that's that's really where it's at. You know, is just understanding that uh, that that'll come. Time time will will take care of itself. Yeah. So, and that's a beautiful thing. You know, I'm very happy to have met you guys. I think you guys are fantastic. You guys have been there that. for me more than. No offense. I, I, I probably have some friends be like, "Is he talking about me?" Yeah. Like twenty messages out of this podcast <laughs> drops, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys have been there for me a lot more than a lot of other people have been there for me uh, that are so-called friends and whatnot. But uh, nevertheless, man, you know, I appreciate you guys so much, you know, not only yeah. just for, you know, being there for me, but also, you know, for supporting pro wrestling. Uh, that's one going to be probably also another main focal point somewhere here on this uh, podcast. Uh, just talking about things that we enjoy, you know, the NFL, sports, Sport. you know, news around the world. Yeah. Um, it'll be fun. It we'll is going to be fun. Yes, sir. So... 
without further ado, why don't we start getting into some of these topics that we wanted to talk about. So, first and foremost, I don't know about you, but it's football season. It is football season. It's football can season. Can you smell it? You can feel it? <laughs> I mean, I can feel it. I don't know yeah. about smelling it. I mean, it would probably smell pretty sweaty. Like, it would. Like... <laughs> it probably would be sweaty. But, hey, you know, when you hear, you know, you can smell the cut grass. Back home where I was from, you know, I mean, Friday Night Lights. I don't know what it – Texas is pretty big on football. So, but Friday Night Lights is it, man. You know, high school kicks off and, and you know, college and then NFL. And, and I'm a huge NFL fan, so – yeah, yeah, I'm really big on the NFL. I wish I, I want to try to get more into college this year because I know like a lot of people like talk about you know the college sport, uh, college football, um, but that's just never been my scene. I've always just kind of grew up with the NFL. Well, being a Colts fan, right? So having having uh, Peyton Manning as our quarterback, knowing that his his nephew, you know, Arch Manning is is now signed with Texas and he'll be he'll be there in Austin playing. So that's kind of exciting to be. Yeah. So uh, he, they recruited him. Right, so he signed with the uh, or uh, whatever you call it. You know, he agreed to go to Texas, and uh, so he'll be he'll be starting there this year. Wow, yeah, so that's something to look is, out for then. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of do want to make a trip to Austin and and be able to see a see a uh, a game, you know, a Texas game, and see Arch Manning, you know, throw the throw the ball around. The only other thing, the only other football franchise I've seen outside of the NFL has been the XFL. Because um, I know San Antonio does have a team, so I've been yeah. to a few games. I even went to the championship. The Brahmas, right? Yeah, the Brahmas. Yeah. We, was... we, they didn't do jack crap to this year, but yeah, well, <laughs> it kind of felt like I was hey. supporting my Dallas Cowboys for a little bit. I was like, man, <laughs> what is up with my team? Hey, but they had Heinz Ward as a coach, so, you know, yeah. I mean, and, and the backing of the Rock, so <laughs> hence the Brahmas. The Brahmas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they didn't do much this year, but you know what? I'm optimistic about next year. It was, it was definitely an experience, um, but I don't think anything compares to the NFL. Oh, no, no. But, but it is nice to have the XFL and the CFL, right, as, as outlets, you know, and I think there's an NFL Europe. NFL so, Europe? Is it really? I think so. I think it's still there. I have to research it to know a little bit more, but there used to be. Um, but, yeah, yeah. The, but uh, having the platform for, like, the XFL and the CFL is good, you know, and, and, and uh, hopefully they grow some teams in the XFL because I think there was only six or eight teams this year. I think there was eight. Yeah. So hopefully it grows, you know, and, and it, hey, it made it through its first season. It made it through its first season. Right? Yeah, I mean, that, 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 was, that was a huge step, though, for the XFL for what they went through previous years right all I mean, those bankruptcies i'm surprised that they, they made a comeback man yeah they did and, and you know uh, applause to the rock you know for for throwing it out there and backing it so yes that sir. was huge big daddy Dwayne, thank you sir big daddy Dwayne. nevertheless though so being on the topic of the nfl um, it is that does mean that it is the first official week of preseason. Preseason starts. Yeah. And so essentially, what I want to do, uh, try not to take up too much time in this area because we have a lot of other things that we're going to be able to really dive into. Yeah. Um, but diving into the uh, NFL preseason week one, I just wanted to kind of get predictions. Uh, at, at the end of the preseason, I want us to kind of predict a little bit more, like who, oh, who, yeah. is, who we see making the championship games and whatnot. But yeah. just to start off, man, let's see. Uh, for the so on Thursday, August tenth, we got two games. We got the Texans going up against the Patriots, and we also got the Vikings going up against the Seahawks. Who do you got winning between the Texans and the Patriots? You know, I don't think you can ever count out Bill Belichick. 
in anything. Um, but it's going to be exciting to see what C.J. Stroud can do in yeah. Houston. You know, being a Colts fan, I, I hope you know. I'm hoping he doesn't just tear it up this year uh, right out of the <laughs> gate. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, I did like him. Uh, I think C.J. Stroud is a great talent, so it'll be exciting to see what he can do. And then they're building a really good team in in Houston. You know, it's unfortunate they've been through you know, coaches and the carousel that they've had down there. So it'll be exciting to see what they bring to the table this year. Yeah, I'm um, looking so. forward to seeing what this uh, Texans team does. No offense, I'm a Cowboys fan. So when it comes to the Texans, I'm like, eh, at least it's Texas. Yeah, right. But uh, nonetheless, I don't think he's going to be playing this week. So, I mean, I'm going to be looking forward to seeing what he does week one. I, I, I personally, if I, if I were the Texans, I wouldn't play C.J. Stroud at least until the regular season because uh, that's your main guy right now at quarterback. Yeah, but he's new to the – I think He's got to learn the speed of the game. So, uh, you know, we can go into the Colts as we get there, but I'm hoping that they play Anthony Richardson being fresh and a rookie because, uh, man, the, the speed of the NFL is so much different in the timing of the routes and just the defenses that you're going to face. I feel like now that the preseason is kind of on – I remember, what was it, two years ago whenever they were doing four preseason games? Yes. I know yeah, they went down to three now, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I remember last year, um, a lot of teams, whenever they made the change of three uh, preseason games, essentially what they did, a lot of the teams were starting to play their starters the last game. They only played them like, I think, what was it, like one quarter? Yeah. That way they got some playing time in. That's true. Uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of predict that to happen here. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, the Texans did make, if I remember correctly, you know, they did make a lot of really good picks in the, in the draft this year. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they had a handful of them. Yeah, they had a handful of them. So uh, with the Texans and Patriots, man, I'm not going to lie. I could see the Texans kind of sneaking one on Belichick. I I could see that too. Yeah, I think that's going to be my. I'm going to lock that in for my pick for Thursday's game. Yep. So we both got the Texans. Uh, so we also do have, as I mentioned, the Vikings and the Seahawks. Vikings so this one's Seahawks. An interesting one. With this one, I want to go Seahawks. You know, I'll go Seahawks on it. Um, Minnesota. I mean, you're not going to see Cousins, and you're not uh, not going to see uh, uh, what's his name. That's uh, is it Brissett? No, not Jacoby. Um, they just signed him to the long deal last year. Um, but yeah, you're not going to see him. Um, the Seahawks quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot what his name is. I'm so terrible with names. <laughs> I promise, guys, we'll get a lot better with names. We're going to be doing a lot more research this year, considering we're doing the podcast. Um, but there's been – Seahawks have sustained a lot of injuries already in the offseason uh, during during camp. So, I mean, Joey Blount was carted off the field. Um, Devon Witherspoon exits practice. Uh, Tyler Lockett, you know, is, is, is having some issues. So, I mean, it, it – you know, Seahawks have got to figure things out because if they're going to be competitive, I mean, really, they're the only team that's going to be competitive against San Francisco this year in yeah. that division. So uh, Arizona, no, not going to happen. So and they're a lost cause at the moment. Yeah, they. But you never know. This is called the comebacks. So you never know. Maybe they're going to surprise us. <laughs> you never Maybe, know. <laughs> right? I mean, they, they get rid of DeAndre Hopkins and like they figure you. something out. Yeah, I don't I know. Mean, you never I'm not know. I lie to you, man. I like cheering for some underdogs every now and then. Yeah. yeah well, that's one that's. Dallas Cowboys. And... <laughs> you know You've been cheering for an underdog for a long time, man. <laughs> for the last 27 years. <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna stick with the Seahawks. Um, I just have a feeling, you know. Again, it's kind of hard to you know kind of predict preseason. Yeah, because you're not going to know some of the players, right? I mean, half of the people, or th- at least 30% of them, will never see a game day. Yeah. You know, they're going to hit a lot of people's practice squads, but a lot of the people that are going to play in preseason will never even see a down in the regular season. So, which is unfortunate, you know, but hopefully they learn from the experience as the comebacks, right? Yeah. And, and that they're able to take on that. Uh, that experience and take it with them whatever practice squad they get to go to and they don't take it as a beating and, and realize that they can still do this or they wouldn't even be where they are because there's a lot of people sitting at home right now uh, you know that wished that they still had a shot to be on somebody's practice squad so of course yeah and i, I think that's actually it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because let, let's think about it last year you know with uh with san francisco losing three of their quarterbacks you know, uh, I'm pretty sure Purdy was in that right, position yeah. where some people probably thought he was never going to see it down, and then all of a sudden, his He's time came. He was time ready to, to be go. your starter and go into the playoffs and then and win. My Cowboys and beat the Cowboys. <laughs> I don't want to talk Rock about it. Purdy, everybody, just remember the name. You know, I, oh, man. he made all Cowboys fans wish they had him instead of Dak. I can tell you that. So. I'll tell you what. I, I, I wasn't having very pleasant thoughts about Mr. Dak Prescott after that game. But nevertheless, it's a new season, Dak. It Come is on, a new man. season. Um, we can run through all these um, preseason if you want to and give, give every one of them. Um, but I really am excited to hear your take on your Cowboys, oh, honestly. I, I really am. As a fan and a not a fan of the Cowboys. Uh, and it's not that I'm not a fan because honestly living here now and like everybody around me is Cowboys fans. Emily's family is Cowboys fans. So it's like, I do want them to do well unless they're playing the Colts. I mean, that's just real. And, uh, but I do want to hear, uh, I'm excited to hear your, your take on the Cowboys. All right, yeah. Well, we can definitely get right into that. So, I guess just to finish off the preseason then, okay. we'll, we'll just talk about your Colts and my Cowboys, and uh, the rest will just remain to be seen. We'll talk about it on our next podcast. But, uh, man, uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm, I'm, I'm confident that the Cowboys can knock off the Jaguars in this, uh, in this first game against the uh, Jaguars in preseason. Uh, I am interested to see though our kicking situation because uh, I have been paying a lot of like a lot of attention to our um, towards a uh, training camp, reading a lot of you know what uh, a lot of the analysts have to say, watching a lot of film. Um, I believe it was uh, two days ago. I think it was what on Saturday's practice, out of six field goals, I believe only one was actually made. And that's between two separate kickers. We had it. We had. Isn't a, this a, a repeat of last year? A repeat then? of last year, yeah. And that, and that and that's the interesting thing. That's why I'm like, man, like we improved everywhere except where some would argue it, it matters a lot. Oh, you know, goodness. some games are decided by literally one point or an points. extra, yeah, an yeah. extra point or a field goal, right? Exactly. So uh, I'm just interested to see what they do. You know, I feel like that's the only area I'm not very confident right now with with, with my Cowboys. But uh, I feel like everywhere else, though, I mean, they've only improved. Um, not, not many teams, oh. unfortunately, are able to say that. No. You know, the Cowboys have improved in a lot of areas. You know, they have a stronger receiving core this year. Um, you know, obviously we lost Zeke, but Tony Pollard was, you know, doing a lot of the heavy lifting, Absolutely. in my opinion, last year anyways, as far as, you know, production goes. Um, and then obviously our defense just got even better this year, adding Gilmore and then 
dra- uh, drafting Mozzie Smith, which I think is going to be a huge help on you know on that um, interior on that line. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I can see them beating the Jaguars, but I said that again last year <laughs> during the regular season, and you know the Jaguars surprised everyone. But uh, considering it's a preseason, I'm gonna give it to my Cowboys. But I feel like the focal point that everyone needs to be watching. It's just how everything goes on special teams with that kicker. Absolutely. I would agree with you. I think your Cowboys on special teams will be the only thing to really pay too much attention to in this game Um, because you're not going to see Dak and most of the starters week one. You know, Jacksonville isn't going to put Lawrence out there with everybody right out of the gate. So um, I think a lot of it's just going to be able to see some of the younger players and develop and stuff. But for me, with your Cowboys hearing you tell me because I didn't know that they were having kicking struggle again. Yeah, no, but I knew it last year. Um, it was embarrassing. You know, <laughs> and uh, but they came, but somehow that that preseason issue didn't didn't you know roll over into the regular season. I I don't remember them having a kicking problem in the regular season. The regular I, season, I think it was everybody held their breath. But but the guy uh, was it Mar? Who think, was it that, that I they think it was Maher for a little bit if Maher, I remember correctly. Yeah. But then it was becoming like a really bad issue because it did become an issue during the regular season if I remember last year. It did become an issue, but it's just one of those things where it got to a point, kind of like you mentioned, it got to a point where like half like maybe the second half of the season, a lot of us fans were, would hold our breath anytime it was a field goal. It's like oh yeah. my god. For Christ, Lord Almighty, please just let him make this field goal. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on, man. Uh, I just think we, we need to figure out a permanent solution at kicker because this is not a good issue to be having, especially considering, um, you know, a lot of games, like I mentioned earlier, they're one, they're decided by one field goal sometimes. So. And you guys have a tough schedule this year. We have, we have a pretty decently tough schedule. I mean, anytime you've got to play New York twice – <clears throat> and and the Eagles twice. I mean the Commanders. Let's be real. Probably they're very hit or miss. But yeah, I mean they did I mean, beat Dallas last year, at least the second game. Uh, Carson Wentz isn't there. He's not even signed with anybody. I mean, I I, I think was it Heineke? What's it? What I think it's Howell right now. Howell is is their quarterback I it's now. Howell right now. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I mean, I I wouldn't. I guess I'm saying that the, I think the Cowboys are so good on paper that I'm probably not worried about uh, about Washington. Uh, but the Eagles. The Eagles. In, uh, you, in my opinion, your kicker is going to be everything <laughs> okay, in those well, games. Eagles, yep. Yeah, those yeah I, th- I think it's going to come down to that, right? I mean, because that defense, like you said, I mean, adding Stephon Gilmore – um, was really one of the only weakest spots. I mean, I just read this week where you guys, you know, another one of my Colts' favorites was Malik Hooker, and you guys just signed him to another extended contract, you know. Uh, we'll probably end his career in, in a Cowboys uniform, which is awesome. Um, so th- that defense is just scary. It's dude. scary it defense, so man. scary. And, and like, uh, I guess just to, t- just to finish off with the topic of at least this Cowboys game, um, Another thing I noticed, you know, throughout training camp is um, I do see that sometimes, you know, Dak is making plays on this defense, but this defense is giving him a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know if it's like our offense is just a little off or if it's just our defense is just that scary good this year. 
Well, I mean, you're you lost the tight end. You know, that was a big piece of the offense before. I don't know what that's doing under McCarthy's offense because obviously with him calling plays this year, um, maybe that's a little bit different. Um, but I think Dak is his own worst enemy. Yeah. I think Dak creates some of his biggest problems, and, and that'll be the story this year is, is whether or not Dak can be that guy. And, and, and this is really kind of win it all or maybe the last we see a Dak, in, in all honesty, um, it, because this offense will be um, catered around him. I know that McCarthy, uh, the offense that he ran, um, because I do think that Dak has a lot of the same characteristics and, and mechanics um, and people will probably be like, oh my God, why is he saying this? But, <laughs> but Rodgers, um, when, when McCarthy was there and ran that offense, I, I think that the offense that he ran with Aaron Rodgers will be very beneficial as an offense for Dak Prescott. It's going to highlight his, his <clears throat> skills you know, and his, his positives. Um, they'll, they'll wipe out a lot of the plays that, uh, that weren't his best. You know, uh, Tony Pollard's going to be that much more polished. So I think what you're seeing in training camp is just the development of everybody, a timing and everybody being on the same page in that new offensive scheme under McCarthy. Oh, yeah, because it is completely different. It is. It is. And it, but it's going to be so exciting um, to, to see it unfold, whether, you know, as a, as a not-so-fan but fan, it's going to be like, okay, uh, it's either going to be great or I think it's going to, if they don't come out guns blazing, I think they're in trouble this year. Let's just put it that way. I think they got what, two in New York back to, or two, they got the Giants and the Jets back to back week one and two. Yeah. And you I, I go 0 like, 2 right out of the gate. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a tough season. I think it's just going to say everything it needs to say right away. So that that's just my take on it. Yeah, no, and I definitely agree with all of those things, you know. The Cowboys are definitely emphasizing speed. You know, yeah. with this new, it's like a, what, is it, I think they're calling it, it's not West Coast, but like Texas Coast or something like that. It's a it's a brother of the of the West Coast, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's Schottenheimer's type of offense. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be definitely very interesting to see, you know, how Dak and how this, this offense is able to, uh, you know, make all that work. I'm very excited to see Brandon Cooks in action. Oh, man. That's yeah, absolutely, yeah, exciting. that's going to be nice. Um. But nevertheless, um, off of that topic of the Cowboys, uh, the last game we'll talk about before we move on to our next subject is uh, your Colts at huh. the Bills for preseason. Uh, do, you, do you see the Colts beating the Bills here? I do, and I'll say it because, like I said, you're not going to see a lot of the starters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think we're going to see Anthony Richardson. Anthony I, Richardson? Yeah, I believe he's going to play. Um and honestly, I believe that you're going to see Gardner Minshew as well, even though I think uh, because they don't really know. In, in my honest opinion, I watch a lot of Colts uh, television. You know, I, I follow the Colts very deeply. And they don't have a for sure idea of who they're going to start week one. And with a new coach, new offense, I mean, the Jonathan Taylor saga still continues right now. Um, so signing Kenyon Drake 
it was a, a, a big step in the right direction. Um, so we'll see. Um, I think that they win. And the only reason I say that's because I think that um, preseason, uh, Buffalo is not, they already know who their starters are on both sides of the ball. So, and you're not going to see any of them in week one. So I think that the Colts get the edge from that aspect of it is that you're going to see some of the people that might be starters still get out there. Some of the people that the Colts will have as starters on day one, they've been out on injuries um, right now. I think you're going to see a couple of them on the field uh, for the first time just to be able to get those reps. So I give them a slight advantage in that. Um, if we're talking regular season, It'd be completely different. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be saying my Colts are winning anything against the Bills right, in Bills, regular you, season. All right. Just, just so. put an end to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I mean, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. I feel like with preseason, it's one of those things where, you know, it's just kind of like a we'll see game. You know, the regular season is yeah. where I feel like we're going to be able to really dive into these and talk about, you know, the, the star players on each team, and you know, just talk about what we saw like in prior weeks leading up to those games. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll side with you on that one, you know. Um, best of luck to the Colts this year. Appreciate um, it. Best of luck to the Cowboys. I guess we'll see, man. Uh, yeah. We'll see if I'm crying or if I'm cheering. Until they play one another, <laughs> you and I can be best friends. <laughs> on that day, it's, oh, it's on. It'll be fun to watch. I'm ready for this season. Yeah. Um, but I guess on the topic of sports, uh, we only did have one more, one more little topic to talk about uh, when it comes to sports. Um, SummerSlam. Uh, overall, man, what, what were your thoughts on SummerSlam? Uh, I, we don't have to dive into every single match because you know a lot of people already talked about it. But uh, let, let's talk about it. Like, what, what were your overall thoughts or what were your main takeaways from SummerSlam? Oh, SummerSlam, SummerSlam. Um, great matches all the way around. Storytelling to the one of the highest levels, in which I. Uh, <laughs> Can't stand. Okay, I'll just throw it out there. I'm not a Roman Reigns fan. He was my third favorite of the Shield. Um, so for that aspect, but I also understand storytelling. And you and I have had this conversation. Um, I think they're building up to a bigger story through the interference of Jimmy Uso um, on his brother Jay to cost him that championship run. Um, so I think it's going to be great. Um, the Finn Balor, um, you know, is it really over, uh, seven years, uh, you know, of, of having that, that feeling of defeat at the hands of Seth Rollins and, and the way, and to have it end, um, I don't think it's over. I, I think that somewhere along the way, um, Finn Balor somehow, finds a way to get something done. That's just my take on it. Do I want that? No, because I'm a huge Seth Rollins fan. But, um, uh, you know, talking about the other matches, I mean, Gunther, you know, getting ready to, I mean, he's on pace uh, at this point to beat the Honky Tonk Man who goes back to my era of wrestling, right? Being the 50-year-old guy in the room, I'm telling you, (laughs) that I never thought that those days would come. You know, some of those title reigns, um, that that Roman's beating, and now that Gunther's about to beat on the intercontinental level, intercontinental level, never thought I'd see a day where that happened uh, with with the athleticism and and just the the rosters that are out there today. So that was pretty exciting too. And the women's side, my goodness, 
poor Bianca. <laughs> I love Bianca Belair, man. She's I think so that athletic. she is a phenomenal talent. Um, she's just such a good human being. Um, but you know, stories have to be told and things have to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that that triple threat leading into it, her getting the win with the injured knee, um, and then you know, spoiler alert: if you haven't watched it because you didn't watch it live, see an EO Sky. You know, that's exciting. It is because even though she's a heel or with a heel um, of you know damage control, Io Sky is a phenomenal talent. She is, and, and I don't think that she gets credit like like Oscar and stuff like that. Like she is so good in ring um, that this is going to be exciting. I mean, she cashes in Money in the Bank. Um, on Bianca within minutes of winning the title, which I thought was going to be Damian Priest on Seth Rollins, and it didn't happen. But I, you know, so that one kind of caught me off guard that EO did that. So that was very exciting, though. So I'm excited to see what she can do. Uh, I'm excited as well. You know, EO is one of those products of Triple H from uh, the, the, the golden era of NXT. Yeah. Uh, EO is just an amazing talent, you know, so I'm excited to see, you know, what. Uh, they got lined up for her. Yeah, story wise, sure. I felt like Oscar um, is one of those talents. You know, she's just phenomenal. But I don't know. There was just something about the rain that just didn't feel right. So I think it, you know, giving EO this opportunity to be able to tell the story, obviously with what happens with damage control with Bailey. You know, it's going to be an interesting one to see. So I'm looking forward to it to seeing you know kind of how all of that unfolds. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to uh, the Seth and Finn though. Um, I think they did a phenomenal job putting this match together. And this is just coming from my eyes as, you know, both a fan and also just a pro wrestler in the scene. Sure. Um, whenever I watch matches, it's so different. Like, I, <laughs> it's, it's rare I'm able to actually sit there and enjoy a match for what it is rather than just studying it. Because I feel like half the time I'm watching, I'm studying. But uh, when it comes to this match, they did a fantastic job of... You know, they, I'm pretty sure WWE, they hear the rumors, they hear, like, the talk, they, like, they know what everyone's thinking. Right. But the amount, like, the falsies in this match, I feel like were just so wow. on point. You know, they made you think so many times, like, oh, Finn's about to win. We knew Finn was about to win. And then Seth just comes out of nowhere and wins the way he did. I, uh, you know, the twists and turns, the emotional roller coaster that this match put you through, I feel like was just unbelievable. You know? I think tonight's going to be exciting, right, on, on Raw um, to figure out if <clears throat> in that delay of Finn Balor waiting for Damian Priest to throw him the briefcase and instead he slides it only two feet inside of the ropes and Finn's giving him this look, is it really the end of the Judgment Day? You know, is there tur- turmoil within... I think that's exciting, and and it's. I'm pretty sure there, like at least psychology wise, I think there might be some turmoil. I just don't know if it'd be the end of the Judgment Day just yet. Um, at least that's just my thought process in, into it, you know. Because obviously you can tell, like when you watch the match, we we know as fans, like it's not on Priest. Priest was there helping. It's just fan, right, you know. But it's just interesting to see and to. Well, it's just gonna be interesting to watch and see how everything plays out. Mm-hmm. And this in this standpoint, I I, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like the Judgment Day won't end, but I definitely think someone's going to get kicked, whether it's Finn, whether it's Damien. It's just going to be it's just gonna be one of those things where I have to wait to see kind of what happens there. Um, 
And then lastly, uh, the Roman Reigns, <laughs> the Roman uh, Reigns match. Uh, well, actually, before I get to that, I didn't even talk about Drew McIntyre's match with uh, oh with Gunther with, with Gunther because I remember you did bring that up as well. Yeah. Uh, overall, man, I thought that match was great. It was everything I expected it to be as far as hard hitting goes. I'm one of those guys that likes a hard hitting physical match. Absolutely. Um, you know, I felt like these guys delivered on it. Uh, the the ending was kind of predictable, you know. Uh, Gunther is already so close to breaking that record. You know, it'd be kind of crazy if they didn't just follow. Let it, it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because you never know when you're gonna have someone that believable to like to finish that. You know, to finish that uh, um, record off. I guess you could say, for lack of better terminology. But um, I felt like it was the right decision there. Uh, I think possibly Drew could be the guy to take it off of him. It's just one of those things. Just like we just got to see how they. Continue the story, you know, because it really just depends on the execution as well. And I think that might happen, right? Payback would be, um, I think he beats Honky Tonk's record like three days or something before Payback, if I was calculating it right. So maybe you're right. Maybe maybe that's where, maybe at Payback they, they meet up and, and Drew takes it at that point after he breaks the, you know, that, Oh God, I don't even know how long it is. Uh, this it's a long time, yeah. Right, but maybe he breaks that that rain and uh, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see. have to wait and see. It's going to be exciting either way. I'm excited to see you know kind of what happens there because whoever takes that title off of Gunther, they're going to look like a star. Sure. Especially with that guy's you know run, you know it's going to have to be someone that's built up fairly well, at least for it to make sense in my eyes. And I think that's why I like Drew in that aspect because as you and I have talked off of this um him going to the indie circuit kind of doing the doing the cody Rhodes thing right and 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 uh became very successful to where he came they brought him back right and and in my opinion they don't bring a guy back like that for no reason of course and i and i think that he has the fan the fans behind him to kind of support that type of run um i know i like watching him you know the claymore kick is I mean, the guy brings it, and and I've watched him since he came in as the the lanky guy, you know. I mean, that was yeah, uh, the prodigal, the chosen, one. the chosen one by <laughs> handpicked by McMahon, you know. So, yeah, uh, it's kind of exciting to see him back in the ring. That was really, uh, really exciting. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, Drew's one of those guys that continuously like just inspires me. His story just so inspiring to a lot of uh, professional wrestlers in the scene, like myself. Um, him and Cody, you know, fantastic stories that, you know, just motivate us. Um, uh, going into the last match, you know, that we're going to talk about, at least, uh, you know, for this show, uh, SummerSlam specifically, uh, Roman Reigns and Jay. Uh, this match was one of those I felt like, but this is just me kind of just like, I'm talking about this little part from the fan point of view. For me, it, it started a little slow, but uh, overall, like, the, the match was a good match. Uh, I, I won't say it was their best match. I, I believe their best match was in Hell in a Cell. Uh, I believe it was last year. I think they, that's when they fought in Hell in a Cell. I think so. But uh, I, I believe that that was probably their best, best match. But overall, I mean, it was a good match. Um, I definitely did not see, you know, that coming in the end with uh, Jimmy. Uh, no. I, I know I had heard, you know, people predicting it. I just don't remember exactly what they said or, like, what their reasoning was for, you know, assuming that it would end that way. But at least for me, it was unpredictable. I mean, I, I didn't see how it happened or why it happened. But I'm looking forward to Friday night to see kind of how they explain it. 
I hope it's not one of those situations where they didn't really explain like the rivalry between Brock and Cody. Because right. with, with that rivalry, you know, it's one of those things where I saw the story that they were trying to tell, at least with the last match, but we still never figured out why... Why it even happened. Why it even happened to begin with. Yeah, like Why Brock attacked Cody. But uh, I hope that we at least get like a, a response as to why all this even happened in the first place with Jimmy. But I'm looking forward to see, you know, kind of how things play out. Um, it's one of those things where, if I'm being honest, I think Cody should have won... Does uh should have won his match at Mania against Roman. Um, I feel like that was the best time to do it. But uh, at the end of the day, a lot like a lot of us pro wrestlers are taught, you know, just kind of sit back and watch, you know. Um, so I'm not very vocal, at least when it comes to social media, like how I feel about booking and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're talent, man. We're gonna do whatever, whatever is asked. Whatever is, that's right. So, uh, but overall, I mean, at least from the fans' point of view, I think right now is. It's, what a time to be uh, to be a wrestling fan, honestly. Uh, sure, you absolutely, know? and not just WWE. Even AEW. Even AEW is a yeah. really good time to be a fan. Like it's one of those things where I'll, um, I'm honestly probably going to order all in just to see kind of how that goes. Yeah, uh, it's an expensive pay per view, but you know what? Uh, I support you know pro wrestling because at the end of the day, this is what I do as well, and uh, you know I, I just love it. You I, know? And this past Saturday, right? Uh, well. Well, uh, SummerSlam's going on. You got CM Punk breaking out what he calls the real world champion, right? Mm-hmm. On a title that was never taken from him two years ago. I'm interested um, to see what they do with that story, too. I wonder when Punk and when MGF are going to have that match again. Yeah, because, who, because he, who was it? He, I don't remember who he faced at Collision this last Saturday. Ricky Stark. Stark. Yeah, yeah, Ricky Stark. Um, you know, I mean, it was obviously great to call him out or whatever, but I mean, MGF and him are on um, two different shows technically yeah. right now, right? I so, think I think Punk sometimes is on Dynamite too. I think if I'm I haven't correctly. seen him on Dynamite since he came back. Right, Collision in the first part of July was his first uh, first time back. Um, but if he is, then then that that would be. You know, but all in, right? I mean, a pay per view is going to be where it's got to happen. But they have to, they have to face off. Like it just has to, it has happen. to happen at some point because yeah. it, it reminds me of Money in the Bank 2011. Oh gosh, Cena for the title. Um, yep, his contract expired at midnight, and then what was it? Like a week or two later, he comes back with this with brand new song. Yep. New look in the sense of like they brand that brand new t-shirt. I remember that sold out. Oh that my was goodness. A crazy time, man. That was the white one, right? Yeah, with the, the right best with in the, the world. Yeah. yeah. With the lightning bolt. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah, I absolutely. That t-shirt and I remember that that shirt was selling like crazy uh-huh. uh, at the time. But uh yeah, man, it's going to be interesting like that, that that gives me those vibes. So I'd like to see, you know, kind of what they do there as far as um continuing that story between MJF and CM Punk. Uh, I am interested to see also MJF versus Adam Cole. Adam Cole is one of my favorites. He's so good. So good at what he does. Um, so that's going to be another match that I'm going to be looking forward to. So is Malachi Black. Malachi Black too. Malachi Black's one of those, he, again, uh, from NXT, formerly Al- uh, known as Aleister Al- Black. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic striker, you know. Oh, my goodness. So fantastic. quick. Yeah, so quick, so agile. Um you know, I want to definitely model some of my game after kind of what he does. Yeah. Um, fantastic app overall. Yeah. 
But uh, nevertheless, man, you know that, that was SummerSlam. Overall, I thought it was a good show. Uh, a lot of good matches on the card. Finally, LA Knight 2 got that push, finally. Oh, finally. finally. Thank heavens. You know, hopefully, we're able to see you know continuous growth from Mr. LA Knight. But uh, when we come back, we're going to be discussing, we're going to be talking about a few of our other topics. One of them, best believe, I'm ready to <clears throat> really dive into. <laughs> but uh, stay tuned to the podcast, guys. We'll be back in just a few moments after this. Uh, quick word from one of our sponsors. This Saturday and Sunday, August 12th and August 13th, the Wrestling Shop will be hosting two amazing and hard-hitting wrestling shows. Bell time on Saturday is 1 p.m. Bell time on Sunday is 2 p.m. It all takes place live this Saturday and Sunday in San Antonio, Texas at the Rolling Oaks Mall. Tickets will be available at the door, and I hope to see everyone there. All right, guys, we are back with the Comebacks podcast it is your host, Elijah, also here with Eric still. We're just here, just chilling, um, having a few beers. I'm having some Dos Equis. Uh, Eric is having sex on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that. love my Tito's, man. <laughs> I love my Tito's. So not, I just, you sound like my actual dad, man. <laughs> it, was, it was either Tito's and orange juice, a screwdriver, or throwing some peach schnapps and make it fun, right? Yeah, so. you and my pops will get along, man. My, my pops loves him some screwdrivers, Oh, my goodness, man. Tito's, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Didn't even know what Tito's was back in Indiana, but I sure do now. You sure found out. Yes, I did. I, I found out. Well, now I know what I got to get you for Christmas when, when the time comes. Yes. Um, but nonetheless, man, uh, so far, I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm very happy, man, with the way the podcast has gone so yeah, far. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first one in the, you know, going down right now. Um, everything feels good. It, it's it's free flowing. I feel like we have a lot to bring to the table. It feels good. It feels, it, good. It, it feels great. And it's one of those things where uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, you know, uh, especially when we get to this to this half of the podcast obviously guys uh just to be very transparent you know one episode it might be sports first the next it might be you know the other topics first uh we were just trying to figure out kind of what works for us and what works for our fan base that we build up here so if you guys haven't done so already be sure to follow the podcast on uh apple music or on apple podcasts and uh also on spotify um, and let us know what you guys are thinking so far on the podcast but uh one of the biggest things i feel like that's going to separate us from a lot of other podcasts is you're, we're going to have two different points of views and at some point we're going to have even more points of views uh, not just of you know a 25 year old pro wrestler but also of a of a 50 year old outlaw over here yeah <laughs> but uh you know that's just one of those things i feel like that's where we're going to separate from the rest you know um two different points of views two different i guess you could say generations very different generations man. very different I, I wish i grew up in your generation sometimes oh, man especially man. when we get to the topic we're about to talk about right now yes oh man let me talk to you. Let me talk to yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to <laughs> But uh, so the topic for one of the topics for today, uh, Eric, is uh, it's a question I have for you. Okay. Uh, I want to know. I want to know what your opinion is first before I kind of chime in myself. But uh, what's wrong with love in today's society? Oh, where to begin, Elijah? <laughs> oh, um, uh, there's a lot. I can tell you, at least my opinion, this is a lot. You know, a, a big part of today um, stems from parents. And I'm going to be honest about this. And I don't want to offend anybody out there because I'm not saying that all parents today are bad parents. That's not it at all. 
People go through a lot, and kids today don't know the love and affection um, that that us kids in the 80s knew, right? Um, in the 80s, man, dinners were held at the dinner table. Everybody finished their plate and took it to the kitchen. We We were together. It was a family, right? And today... Families don't know what family is, you know, until there's like a big get together or something. Then they all call it a get together, you know, if a reunion or a this or that, or they get their, everybody together. But families are generated and, and held together every day. And today, society does not know what that is anymore. Kids are raised on tablets, everything's electronics. Um, you, you can go anywhere. I don't care where you go today. You can go shopping at the, at the local Walmart. You can go to a restaurant. You can go wherever you want, and you're going to see kids that are sitting there on their tablet and parents not even engaged in them. You can go see people sitting out eating, eating dinner, and everybody, even the parents, are sitting there on their phones. And, and so to me, it's about parenting. Kids don't see parents love one another. And, and the fact that people can get divorced, so I'm just going to throw this out there. I think divorce is the biggest problem. People can get divorced for whatever reason they choose, whether it's because they found the next best thing in the, in the next pasture over or whatever. And the, and the problem is in society today, and especially in the U.S. anyway, is that people can get divorced without any kind of intervention, right? To say, no, you know what? The courts don't get involved and say, no, you can't just file a divorce yet because you haven't done X, Y, and Z. You haven't reached out to get help. You haven't, you know. And so kids are, are growing up in single family homes all the time. So they're not around love, and true compassion and feelings and like the love for one another like they once were. My parents are still together, right? I'm 50 years old and they got married, you know, a year before I was born. So they just celebrated 51 years together. Love you, mom and dad. But they just celebrated 51 years together in July, yeah. right? And, and you just don't see that anymore. Nope. Like if you look at today's society, you know, I have two kids from another mother, right? And, and we didn't make it. And it was so easy to get divorced without trying to make things work, right? To be, without being forced to, if you will. And, and I think that that's a big, a big issue today. And, and so when, when girls, especially today, are raised in single-family homes without a father to help role model what that really supposed to look like and how a man treats a woman inside of a home. They don't know what to expect when the good guy rolls around, you know, so they only see the mom going through guy after guy after the divorce, whatever. And, and maybe they get remarried and he treats them like shit, you know, and then it's like just this continuous thing. And as this girl is going through the most important years of her life, she doesn't have a father figure to look up to, to that, that is a father figure in that home with her mother to show her what a man taking care of a family is supposed to look like. 
And so I think that that today is probably the biggest thing for me. So if I had to throw it out there, I think that that's the problem, man, to be honest with you. There's no chival- There's no sh- was chivalry. 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 Right. Guys don't open doors. They're not truly in love. They don't open the door. They don't. If there was a mud puddle, that you wouldn't see a guy take his coat off to throw it over the mud puddle for <laughs> the woman to walk across it. You know, um, Tinder. You know, social media and Tinder dating apps are a problem, right? Because you can swipe left or swipe right, and people see pictures that aren't really them. You know, it's just it's not the it's same. It, it, it's so fabricated that nobody even knows what the hell is real anymore. You know, they don't see it at home, so they don't know what's real in the real world anymore. And nobody's honest about who they really are. And that's a problem. So it's a problem because it it causes a lot of trust issues, you know, Uh, at least with me to answer this question. I feel like there's a lot wrong. You know, I feel like everything you said is 110 percent right. The only thing I would word a little bit differently, at least for me personally, would be. I feel like it goes both ways. It's not even just, you know, entirely just all guys that don't know how to show chivalry. Because if you ask me, I believe I'm one of those guys that does show chivalry. Uh, You know, with all of my relationships, I've always been the type to, you know, do my best to open doors, do this, that, and the other, go above and beyond in these relationships. But I feel like one of the biggest issues I've noticed is there's a lot of things, right? So I'll try to hit a little bit on everything. Um, I feel like trust is one of those things that's top of the top of the food chain. Like literally, yes. like that's one of the biggest reasons. Uh, you know, and, and and I can't bash on that too much because I feel like depending on what each person has been through, I can understand why you have trust issues. Even me myself, I have sometimes trust issues, especially Absolutely. because of everything I've been to just recently. Mm-hmm. You know how much I was just lied to. You know, like we've talked yeah. about this a lot off camera. You know, uh, trust issues is one of those things where it can make or break a relationship. But I think the biggest thing when it comes to having trust is even if like maybe in your head, like you're like, oh, man, well, last time I was in a relationship, you know, this this didn't happen. And it's happening right now again. But you got to remember that that's not the same exact person, you know, so 100 percent, maybe just because. It's somewhat happening here. It doesn't mean it's exactly like that. I feel like having trust is very crucial and people don't know how to trust each other nowadays, right? So that's one thing. Another thing I feel like is a huge issue is communication, right? Oh, goodness. Now, 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 don't get me wrong. There are times where I've told people, like, just because you communicate doesn't mean that they're understanding. Yes. Understanding is another huge part of it. So those two go hand in hand. You have to be able to communicate when you're in a relationship. And I feel like nowadays people don't know how to talk about their emotions. They don't. Uh, I, I feel like I'm one of those that I know how to talk about my emotions. Sometimes it's a little too much and sometimes people might think it's a little overwhelming for them. Sometimes, you know, just as an example, my most recent relationship, you know, you could tell they were, they were getting annoyed about, you know, me talking about my emotions or they felt like maybe it was too much for them. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day... You should be able to talk about your emotions because at the end of the day, I feel like it's better to be honest than to just let it literally take over your life and cause so much more like maybe, you know, lashing out because, you know, it's built up emotion. 
you know, like that's a much healthier outlet than, you know, talking about it is much health, uh, much healthier than, you know, just letting it build up and cause for you to not only overthink 24 seven, yes, but cause for you to, you know, at some point possibly lash out, you know, you never know. So communication and understanding is another huge thing. Um, I feel like our morals nowadays too. Uh. That, that that's that's a, like I'm telling you, man. There's so much in my head that is wrong with you know relationships in today's society. Morals. So when I talk about morals, you know, again, I I have learned. If there's one thing I've learned throughout being not even just relationships, but I feel like you know friendships and just uh, you know just the experiences I've gone through in my personal life mm-hmm. that I've learned, it's that you know I've learned to be very open-minded, right? Now, I'm not going to say I'm perfect, uh, not, not by any stretch of the imagination, not even close. But Agreed. one thing I can say is I'm very open-minded, but sometimes it does take me a little bit of thought to really comprehend like, oh, this is how they were thinking, you know? Um, it's one of those things where I feel like that's, that's where one of the issues is too, right? So I've already listed a crap ton of issues. I feel like that's wrong with today's society. But morals, going back to morals. So, when I talk about morals, people prioritize the wrong things when it comes to relationships, I feel like, half the time. Um, I feel like nowadays, and it could go both ways, I'm sure there might be some men that think like this, but at least there are some times where people prioritize money more than anything in relationships. Some people prioritize looks more than anything in relationships. Some people even prioritize... I don't know, sex <laughs> more than anything in relationships. These are just a lot of different things that they got off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, but the, the fact of the reality is this, you know, you got to think about your morals, right? You got to think about your self-respect. You got to think about being loyal because that's another thing too. Again, man, there's so many things. Like loyalty, bro. Loyalty is so, so, so important, so crucial nowadays. I feel like nowadays people are so quick to rather than trying to fix issues like you talked about, right? You yep. talked about how, you know, in America, it's so easy to do less, just like get a divorce while in other countries, you know, you got to do X, Y, Z, take all these different steps before you can, you know, go through with a divorce, which I think that's something that should be implemented, but it's not. But nonetheless, Agreed. right? Even just with relationships nowadays, people are so quick where if something goes wrong, they just go off and just go try to find something else because they think, they it's think it's going to be better. They just think it's just going to be better. When in reality, what makes a relationship as good as it becomes is the fact that two imperfect people just never give up on each other. That's I think it. I read that somewhere. Oh, man. I love Probably that. On, face that, on Facebook or something. Facebook has some, <laughs> some of the best quotes, some of the funniest memes. I will always love Facebook. But I feel like that's true, you know? Um, I feel like that's just the problem, you know, like a lot of people just give up on each other too easily nowadays. They're not willing to work through, you know, any issues that they might be going through. And it's unfortunate, man, you know, because I like to think that I'm one of the, I'm not going to say, again, there's n- not every guy is bad, right? It's 100%. just like not every woman is bad, bad. Right? right? It's just one of those things, though. It's just unfortunate because when you're a guy like me, for example, that goes above and beyond right and it takes a little bit to let your guard down fully and to really fully kick off those you know intrusive thoughts that are like oh she's just gonna break your heart at some point man like don't don't fall for it 
Like even though like your actions might be showing it, your mind is saying Same. something else. Yeah. Your, your mind is saying something else. You know, and this happens, you know, more often than not, you know, especially whenever I start taking a woman serious, you know, especially as of late. Um where my mind is saying one thing, but like my heart's saying another thing. So once I'm able to fully let that guard down and then every time that it just like at least in my opinion, like kinda my experience, when it goes when shit hits the fan, it's not pretty. Just because I feel like for me it's just one of those things where I just go above and beyond, man. And at the end of the day it's one of those things where I'm just waiting, you know, just waiting to see when uh things finally go in the way I'm wanting it to. Because I know at least the love I I give, I know that's genuine. Yeah. I can't speak for, you know, my partners. Uh, my ex-partners, I guess you could say, <laughs> for this very yeah. specific uh, situation or instance. Uh, but, you know, at least I know for sure, and I'm always going to speak highly on it. I know the love I give is genuine. I know I've always been genuine, and I know I've always been faithful. Faithful. I'm at least confident when I say that. And I would hope, Elijah, that everybody out there listening right now feels the same way to a degree, right? Not that I hope that they've been through some shit, but I hope that they hear us and say, you know what, man, maybe I'm not my best version of myself because I've been down some, some back, bad roads. I've, I've chosen some bad roads. I, my personal self has not been a great version of it, you know? And when you finally realize that, uh, that you're not your best version, you can't expect people that you're with to be their best version. Right. I mean, it's just because they're going to feed off of your emotions and so on and so forth. And I think that that's when you talk about communication, I think that it's that is so key um, that we all lack so much of. And and we all have to be better. Right. Is is to communicate, because the last thing you want to do is is either party to stay in a relationship because you feel obligated to a degree. If, if by being honest, you realize that you just aren't a good fit, it has to be okay for people to have a conversation and be like, hey, you know what? I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you've done for me, whatever. But we're just not clicking. It's completely different when those things happen, right? And you're able to make adult decisions as adults to, to part ways and stay mutual, you know, mutual friends or whatever and just be like hey we we tried it was a great run you know we but we were on two different levels maybe we just weren't where we were supposed to be at that time doesn't mean that it's not going to be there later who knows right but but people have to be able to understand that it's okay to not be good right now but we all have to work on ourselves every single day to be the best version of ourselves every day Yep, that's and then that's very true also. So I mean that that kind of ties into a little bit more of uh, you know, kind of other things that's on my mind when it comes to this topic, you know. Um you know, you got you you truly do have to learn to love yourself truly 110% yes. before you can love someone else, you know. And it's very crucial that you know, you got to be sure you heal those wounds before you bleed on someone else that didn't even cut you. You know, and that's that's part of a song I heard recently, you know, and I feel like a lot of, you know, personal experience again uh, a lot of what i've been through a lot of times i was blood on and i'm not the ones i cut you know i guess i just have one of those uh healing uh personalities, personalities yep you know and I, I it's just a really shitty trait sometimes i like to think because yeah <laughs> uh, I, I just get the toxicas i guess you could say. yeah and talking on that real quick i'll be real short on this is yeah. that 
is that when, listen, if you're out there and you're listening to this, don't take this personal. But if you take pictures and every time you take a picture, you have to use a filter to appreciate that picture of yourself, work on yourself. 100% work on yourself to where you can take the picture and not filter it. Because the only thing filters are doing is trying to make you see a different version of yourself. Snapchat, and come on. I love Snapchat for so many things. The comical things, you know, open your mouth, the tongue flops out with a puppy ear. There's so many things, right? You know, yeah. but, but listen, if you're having to take all your pictures before you send them to somebody with a Snapchat filter, get real with yourself and find a way to love yourself and work on that self-love and that self-healing. Because before you can ever love somebody 100% for who they are, you gotta love yourself for who you are. That's very you gotta true. look in the mirror when you get out of the shower, whether you know standing there buck ass naked. <laughs> now listen, I know it's, but you gotta be able to see yourself at whatever size you are, whether you have stretch marks, whether you, I don't care what it is, you gotta love yourself because until you can love yourself, you cannot give somebody else all the love that they need for who they are. And that goes both ways. Goes and in a relationship way, yeah. where both people love themselves for who they are, whether it's appearance or who they are as a human being and how they treat other people, everything. You've just got to be a good human being and love yourself, man. That's all I'm going to say about it. Confidence is a really big thing when it comes yeah. to all of that, you know. Um, you know, because I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of stories and, uh, you know, confidence is a really big thing that I notice a lot of people don't have. You know? Yeah. Because a lot of people tend to get stuck in, well, I'm not going to say, well, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that get stuck in relationships where, uh, that are either abusive, whether it's physical or even emotional, mentally mm -hmm. abusing, abusive relationships. And, you know, they, they stay because they don't know, like, their, their own worth. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it, it, it's very important to really kind of build that confidence, build that love in yourself, yeah. you know? Uh, so that's why I'm glad you brought that up because it's it, 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 that is true. You know, you do got to learn to love yourself. And that's why, uh, you know, even after my most recent, like I'm still sitting here working on myself, you know, yeah. I'm not, you know, out <laughs> with another girl every single day. Like I, I'm going to the gym every single day. I'm working on my mental, making sure, you know, I'm 110% because obviously when it comes to me, man, I'm one of those that, you know, the next relationship I enter you know, whenever, whenever that may be, I'm, I don't know, for all I know, it could be tomorrow, it could be, you know, in a week sure. or two, absolutely, um, you know, I'm one of those guys, it's like, a, it, for some, for lack of better terminology, ride or die, you know, yes. I, I'm in it for the long haul, you know, I grew up, um, you know, seeing my, my parents, you know, they've been together, even to this day, they still are together, you know, they've been together for so long i love them yes so much you know i've seen their struggles too and i've seen their fights yeah i'm not gonna get too deep into it because that's their business yeah but you know i've seen some of them and some of them have been brutal you know and i was young and i i still think about some of them to this day but you know even to this day like they're still a unit they're still as strong as ever yeah um and you know seeing my grandfather and my grandmother's relationship uh you know they made it to before my grandfather passed away recipes grandpa love you um you know, they made it to, I believe, like 50 plus years of marriage before he passed. And, you know, that's a beautiful thing. And I've, I grew up watching that. And that's something that, 
I desire. You know, I'm not going to lie yes. to you. Like, I'm not, I've never been the type of guy that, you know, wants to, whenever I'm in a relationship, I'm all about that relationship. Like, there's no turning my head. I don't care if you are Kim Kardashian standing in front of yeah, me. Yeah, right. I don't care if you are Becky G standing right in front of me. I don't care. Like, yeah. uh, there's no swaying me. Once I'm in a relationship, I'm all in. I'm all in until the very end. Um, and that's a rare trait, man. Believe it or not, that's a really 100% agree. And the one other thing that I didn't mention before, but I feel like this is also contributes to what is wrong with relationships nowadays in today's society is social media. Because, <sighs> I mean, that, that's one of the biggest things that you mentioned. You mentioned, uh, you know, how things were back then compared to now. And social media, I feel like, has changed the game a oh, little bit. God. You know, it's so easy to become, like, to have your attention swayed, you know, like, whether it's, you know, um, maybe just, like, for example, lack of better examples, right? Uh, just, just so that way it doesn't seem like I'm picking on the women. I'll use the guys as an example. Okay. So let's just say your girlfriend's at work. You're on your phone. You see a beautiful, beautiful girl on your timeline, someone that maybe you and her both follow each other. It's so easy nowadays to just send a message. Send a message. Send a message. Or it's so easy just to, for maybe you just taking a harmless pic, maybe just taking like a selfie of yourself, whatever, and a beautiful and, girl. And, and they comment on it. They or comment they, on you on it or they message you and it's as easy as that. Back then, we didn't do, there was not that possibility. But nowadays, social media has really kind of changed the game. You know, I know a lot of relationships that have started because of social media, because of mm -hmm. one message, because of one comment. Um, it's one of those things where I feel like today's generation, it's, again, I feel like this also kind of ties back into morals. Because morally, I feel like people know right from wrong. Right from wrong, right? You, know, I, you, you, you hope they know. do, right? You hope they, they, they just choose to yes. think that they're going to get away with it. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, again, like it, it comes from parenting. There's a lot of different things that really translate to this. But it's just one of those things where, you know, even with social media, even with all of these different things, I've managed to, I've never once. And I can, I swear over my grandfather's grave, I have never once, while in a relationship, never cheated, never once entertained the idea of cheating. And I never once got swayed in any way. And if I ever would have I've always been a guilty conscience because I know if it were to ever happen to me, like there, for example, I'll get a little bit into a story. So I'm not going to go, I'm not going to say names. Even with when I've talked about my past, my most recent, whatever, whenever I've talked about all that, I never said names, right? So yes. with, there was this girl one time, me and her were talking for a while uh, and it came down to, you know, the nitty gritty. <laughs> I guess I'll say it came down to the nitty gritty. Um, you know, this girl was wanting to, you know, you know, to do the deed. <laughs> to look <laughs> up. Deed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She was wanting to do the deed. She was willing to do the deed. Uh, but I, I, I took a step back and I really thought about the situation as a whole. You know, I had just got I had just gotten off of a breakup like a few, I believe, like a few weeks prior. Uh, so mentally, I knew I was not in a space to really do anything like that. Because, A, I knew that this girl had cotton feelings for me, and I knew where her head was at. Yes. So with a guilty conscience, yes. I just wasn't able to. Right. Keep in mind, by this time, I, was, I had already you know, had sex before. But it was one of those things where I just couldn't get myself to do it on a guilty conscience because 
I know that's fucked up. If I were to just say, just add another body to my count. Right. You know, if I were to have just gone through with it and knowing that there really, it would have just been for the pleasure of it rather than, you know, do it and actually try to pursue an actual relationship with this girl. Right. You know, that's fucked up. It is. Like, I'm contributing to <clears throat> what I truly don't like about, you know, no offense. A lot of guys that do that nowadays, like, I don't like that type of thing. Because yeah. especially because a lot of times they do know what we do, know what we're doing. Yep. You know, and you know, like, if someone truly likes you like that, and if that's just your goal and there's not that communication. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with, like, a casual hookup. As long as it's like tr- like transparent. totally mutual if and transparent, yeah, totally right? mutual. That that type of thing. That's cool. That's adults. But you know, if you're doing that and you're no, you're breaking people's hearts and you know, like they actually have feelings for you, like that's kind of fucked, you know. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. So I mean, that's just kind of where my morals always have been. I've always been the type to you know prioritize you know people's emotions, my own emotions, um, prioritize that type of thing over. My body count, you know, because if I wanted to, I'm not going to lie. You know, just I could just go crazy, but no. Like, that's just never been me. I, I think today's society, anybody could, you know, guy or girl. And I'd say girl more than guy, honestly, because a girl With guys, could, it's tough, man. <laughs> but a girl could rack up the, the body count if she wanted to, as, you know, really easily. Yeah. But uh, I agree with you. Uh, the, the moral side of things, um, you know, I mean, I've been through similar things you know um and and it's tough man it, it it's tough on on the person that's um that gets hurt right mm-hmm. and, and and when that happens um where their mind is and how they treat people after that so i think if everybody took the time to treat one another with respect and dignity and use their moral compass, if you will, that says, hey, this is not right. You know, I'm, I'm going to hurt this person, especially when two people are in a relationship and one of them is choosing to do something outside of the relationship. Yeah. And when and most importantly, on top of that, hey, they're they're hurting. The, and, and let's be honest, if you're out there and you are cheating or plan to cheat on somebody it will come out it, it, it's never going to be a secret forever you might as well just realize that like because you will change and then it will be noticed and everything will happen so with that being said take the time to to understand that you're going to hurt somebody and and uh and and just don't do it but but on top of that when you when somebody gets hurt, the problem that happens is it's like a freaking domino effect, right? They, one person gets hurt because somebody does something they shouldn't have, right? Then they find out or whatever, or they break up and then they find out or whatever. And then that person that got hurt turns out to be the hurter again on the next round. And it's- They bleed on someone who didn't cut them. That's right. That's right. And, and- and there's so much bleeding and cutting going on in the world today because of it that that's the problem is that it's just easier to swipe left or right on Tinder without having any connection to have to feel like you might go through what you've been through before. And that is not good. That's not going to get us into a healthy life 
uh, as, as a population to where people start to respect one another and take care of one another. Of course. And I, and I wholeheartedly agree with all of that. You know, I think it's just one of those things where I think, and this is coming from, again, someone that's part of the younger generation, part of this whole, you know, <laughs> change in generation, man. Like, it's so different. Uh, you know, I just think that if we took the time to, and I think the best way to describe it on my end, you know, I've always told myself this. It's like, I've had my heart broken. I don't even know. Yeah. But any time where there's even a thought in my head like, okay, I probably shouldn't do this. I think that because I've been through that. I've yeah. been on that receiving end, so it's like, to me, it's like, I don't want to do that to you because I know what that shit feels like, and I don't want to put you through that. You know, I think that just comes down to that, man. Just being, again, open-minded, which I talked about earlier. That's one of the biggest things. People need to be open-minded. They need to understand, you know, that, you know, your actions do have repercussions. Um, and like you said earlier, you know, being able to love yourself is a very important thing because at the end of the day, if you don't heal your wounds... You're going to bleed on someone who didn't cut you, and all that's going to do is hurt them. You know, especially because here's the thing. A lot of times, I've noticed this, and I think me and you had this conversation not too long ago, where one of the things you mentioned was, you know, when people have been abused before. Now, yes. I, again, I can't, like, I've never really experienced any type of abuse, but, you know, I mean, I can only imagine, again, me being open-minded, you know, thinking about it, like, I can see, like, how... You know, people would fall into that continuously. But, you know, once someone is abused, you know, they might tend to think that that's normal and that's kind of what they need. That's kind of how it should be. So whenever a good guy, good girl kind of comes into their life Mm -hmm. and is, you know, bringing something to the table that they're not used to, you know, they're going to think, oh, well, this isn't what I'm used to. So I'm going to go I'm going to go find something that's similar to what I just had or I'm going to go back to what I just had even though it's not good for me mentally and emotionally. But they don't know it's not good. Yeah. Right, they do. They should. They should, but they don't. But that's what abuse does to people is that they just don't know. And and they're not comfortable in their own skin of who they are to be able to look at the person treating them well and say, this is a good guy. They're uncomfortable because they don't know how to act. They don't know how to do it. And And... And I, if you're out there and you hear this and this is you and you've been through that shitty relationship and somebody treating you like that, it's okay to be who you are today and heal. And it's okay to lean on somebody that you want to be with and that truly tells you it's okay and they want to be with you. Like all that is okay. And you have to take the time to, to talk to that person and be like, hey, this is why I'm uncomfortable or this is what happened to me, you know, and be open and honest and transparent about your past so that you can understand that every bad thing you spill on the good person, they're going to accept you anyway. And when they do, and you're actually able to open up and be your true self, you'll be liberated. And all that trauma will start to leak out, whether it's through tears, because it will, it's okay. And people have to be okay with doing that. And, and the person that's learning about that person, man, if you ain't in it for the win and the long haul, bro, don't even take that person under your wing. Don't even tell them to open it's, up. If you're not truly there mm-hmm. to be there, 
for them through all that to, to open up about their trauma, man, don't even do it. Don't even do it. I'm asking you right now, please don't do it because those people need somebody that's going to be there for them for maybe the first time in their life. Of course. And, and just to add on to that just a little bit, because I felt all of that. Dude. It's one of those things where if you are, if you are like, and I know there's probably thousands of people, millions probably, knowing how many people are in this earth. I'm going to yeah. say millions of people that are like me, for example. A lot of us, if, if, and this goes for both sexes, you know, whether it's a guy, whether it's a girl, you know, if, if, you, if someone tells you that they want to learn how to love you properly, mm-hmm. because that's the type of person I am. If I'm in a relationship, I'm the type that wants to learn every little thing about you, no matter how long it takes for you to open up. Because I understand, I'm one of those people that understands, like, hey, you know, at some point, I do want to know as much as you're willing to share with me about you. Sure. So that way, I know how to love you properly. I know what you've been through, you know, so that way, you know, obviously, like, I'm not going to, I'm not the type that's just going to back out just because you've been, you had like such a rough life. Absolutely. You know, but... I would like to know these things so that way I understand or at least try to get like a better understanding as to why it is maybe sometimes you're going to react the way you react or just to find sure. better different ways to, you know, give you that reassurance that you might need mm-hmm. or et cetera. If someone is in your life offering that to you, asking you for that, nine times out of ten, that is a genuine person, whether that's a yeah. man or a woman telling you that. Yes. So if you have someone in your life you know, asking you like about your past traumas and stuff like that. And, you know, just being honest with you that they want to just learn how to love you or et cetera, just learn more about you in that sense. Nine times out of 10, I, I, I'm almost confident that, you know, they have the most genuine intentions when it comes to you. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So, you know, a trust that, that, that goes back to trust. What I said earlier, you know, it, it's, it's hard. It's scary. You know, I've been through it, you know, even with, you know, my most, recent relationships you know trust has always kind of been like in the back of my head like it's kind of scary yeah but you know i always have to kick myself in the shin kick myself and just tell myself like hey <laughs> like uh, i don't know how i kick myself in the shin you know with my heel but <laughs> but nevertheless you know uh i just have to remind myself you know at the end of the day this is not the person that hurt me and you know if i truly do want this to go anywhere you know i i gotta be honest with them and i feel like that's why i'm emotionally I'm not going to say emotionally vulnerable in the sense of I'm willing to open up with people. And, but it's because I'm very, I'm very in tune with my emotions. So I know how to kind of get that across. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, how the other person's going to take it at the end of the day. Absolutely. Do you cry? Uh, Do you cry? Now, I'll be honest. When it comes to me, I honestly, I don't cry. It takes a lot for me to cry. And it's going to sound kind of dark. But I'm going to be very honest, you know, when it came to even my grandfather, you know, one of the most influential persons in my life, mm-hmm. even when he passed, I did not show It's one of those things where I love that man so much. Don't please don't get it twisted. I love that man so much. He, again, huge inspiration. The fact that he was able to battle cancer. And the fact that even with the cancer, even knowing he had cancer and knowing that, you know, this is a fight that not many are able to get through. 
he lived every single day of his life more worried about my grandmother than himself. There you go. He spent all of that time still tr- being the same charming, funny man that he always was that I knew of growing up. He was a huge inspiration in my life. And to this day, even in pro wrestling, that man is inspiring to me. Uh, one of my t-shirts, uh, it's, uh, it's the one that I'm, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. The one with the snake, the crown. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the crown, I actually have his birthday engraved. Like, there's a lot of things I do to pay tribute to that man because, I, right man, on. he's so inspiring to me, you know. Again, because, like, battling cancer and still being the mm-hmm. same life of the party where we, I, I grew up with, like, that's, that's amazing, you know. Like, most people, like, I would kind of give up, you know, be yeah. sad, I would think, you know. Yeah. Because, again, like, no one wants to, like, think about dying. And, you know, it's one of those things where um, even when he passed, you know, I didn't shed a tear. It takes a lot for me to cry, um, which some would say that's kind of bad, but I feel like I just cried so much, like, I just don't have it in me anymore. Like, it takes a lot, lot. But at least I like to think I still am very in tune with my emotions, where if I feel something, I'll talk about it. You know, I can't necessarily show it like physically all the time like crying is very rare like very 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 rare for me it's kind of like snow in texas it's very 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 rare but uh, <laughs> but uh i i do think i'm very in tune with my emotions so like if i'm feeling sad if i'm feeling you know any sort of you know thought coming in especially when in relationships like of you know possible things that just are bothering me or just kind of making me overthink you know, whether it's like maybe how my partner's kind of like being distant, you know, being, uh, uh, you know, having like sp- said at quote unquote attitudes or whatever, you know, like I'll bring it up. You know, I'm like, like I'm in tune to that sense, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, communication is very important, but also just being able to have an open mind. And I feel like that those are every single thing I talked about. And I said a lot of different things, guys. I'm so sorry, but, uh, all of those things I feel like are kind of the biggest issues with relationships. I agree. I'll finish with I was the same way at 25 uh, because I wasn't a father. And I think <clears throat> in all truthfulness, um, I think a lot of guys are that way today, to be honest with you. Um, when you become a father, um, in my opinion, just from my personal experience, Everything changes. Like you learn truly how to live for somebody else. Like it's one, th- and, and I think it makes, now that I'm a father and like have been through uh, trauma myself, you know, I think it allows you to become um, a better human being because you want that for your kids too. So, yeah, I cry more now today. I mean, whether it's tears of joy, uh, you know, my kid's graduating, they're just getting older. But I think at 50, you start to look back on stuff and, and uh, you know, not to, not to make age like a, a sad thing, but, but you definitely do. I can tell you that I, I think more about um, how my kids are going to grow up and, like, the life that they're living and my life in general and how I am as a father how I am as a friend, how I am as a worker, you know, everything is more emotionally connected than it ever was at 25. So when I asked you, it was kind of expecting that answer, to be honest with you, because I've been there. 
And so, uh, you know, not that if you do cry at 25, it's a bad thing, uh, if you hear that, um, because I think that, uh, that any way you can release your emotions in a controlled, understandable way, right? Like if you're just crying all the time, there's something wrong with, you know, with the situation you're in, right? And don't and be ashamed you, to talk about it. And, and you should talk about it. Instead of, if it's going off to cry alone, that's even worse, right? Like, but, but don't ever be ashamed. I don't care who you are in this world to cry because I cry all the time. I wouldn't say all the time, obviously, but I feel like it's all the time because it's way <laughs> more than I ever okay. did. Yeah. Um, but from an emotional connection, like I've, I'm emotionally connected to you as a friend and doing this podcast together. Yeah. Like to me, it's, it's. I'm overjoyous. So to me, uh, to just be able to be like, ah, you know, as a 25 year old guy that I was at one time, be like, Hey, is this fucking cool? You know, to me also is very, um, emotional, um, to the fact that a 25 year old kid in my, you know, it's almost the same age as my son, five years difference is willing (laughs) to sit down with me as a friend as well to have a podcast to talk about life and sports and everything is, uh, is very, uh, I'm very appreciative in life. I've been, uh, you know, I feel like I, I take pride in not being, um, 50 years old, if you will. Yeah. And, and having people view me as the old guy in the room, but to be somebody that I can relate to, uh, no matter how old you are, whether you're 70 or, or 20. Of course, and if it so. makes you feel any better, man, you do not look 50. Oh, I appreciate that. I, I try I not to. I try not to. Hey, skincare, man, skincare. That's all I'm going to say. Moisturize, dude, moisturize. Oh, man. No, but on a real note, uh, you know, very wise, uh, you know, and that's why I enjoy having these conversations with you. Um, yeah. It's one of those things where, you know, you kind of, especially – you know, with recent events, you know, you've helped me with a lot. So very appreciative. That's why, you know, I was like, you know what? I feel like if anyone can, you know, really do this podcast with me and you know what? Maybe in the future we'll add more people. But as yes. of right now, yeah, maybe. Uh, as of right now, I was like, you know what? I do want to start this up with Eric. I feel like he's very wise for his years. And I feel like, you know, we can just have some entertaining conversations, conversations that will make <laughs> people think a lot. And in the future, uh, they're going to get more entertaining, I promise. Oh, you yeah. know, we, we both know that because we've had multiple conversations uh, <laughs> off of this to where they get pretty comical. And, uh, you know, so we'll be able to bring a lot of that to the table. But the first one we kind of wanted to touch base on on a lot of the things that, that you personally have been facing, um, things that uh, I've been through, touch base on some football, you know, just because it's that time of year. But excited for what this podcast brings in the future, and and hopefully we're able to to uh, to really um, talk about some stuff, um, maybe some hard things, maybe some things that people really struggle talking about. Of course, and and all you know, and and also some things that maybe people just don't know that are in the in going on in the news in the world, you know, uh, that course. we can kind of bring to that so people can can see that. Uh, you know, there's different views. There's things that are silenced, you know, so uh, excited for what the podcast brings down the road. A lot of opportunities. With yeah, podcasts, absolutely. But just to put a lid on, you know, the last topic we were talking about, just to put a lid on it. Uh, I just want to end off kind of just by saying, at least with that, uh, you know, 
we're called the comebacks for a reason. Uh, as I touched on earlier, you know, this is uh, something that even I myself am, you know, kind of getting over, you know. Um, it's been a little bit of time already now, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But it's one of those things where even though all of this is happening, you know, I'm still doing very well in my professional wrestling career. And it's all about finding that outlet, you know, finding that outlet, you know, to really be able to release everything. Although for me, it's not necessarily crying. For me, it's going to the gym talking to friends, mm-hmm. you know, working on myself, working on my mind and my body, literally in the gym, obviously. But, you know, also, you know, just focusing on my pro wrestling career and, you know, I'm flourishing. You know, I feel like, you know, this is a comeback that's needed. This is a very personal comeback. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll know once I sign that WWE contract, if everything goes well. There we go. <laughs> once I sign that WWE contract, you know. I won. <laughs> I won at the end of the day. It'll happen. But uh, on to the next topic, man. Uh, that, that was a very great, uh, very great topic, very great talk. We only got a few more things to talk about. Probably won't be too long on these. But uh, let's talk about it for like, kind of get like a quick little, uh, quick little discussion on it. So Tory Lanez, uh, <laughs> what's going on with him? I know you brought him up. I know you brought him, Cardi B, and Lizzo. But let's start off with with Tory Lanez. What's going on with Tory? Goodness gracious. Tory Lanez, if you don't know, um, goodness, is apparently getting sentenced for shooting shooting Megan Thee Stallion. What? Like, who hears this stuff? Like, I didn't know this. (laughs) You know, you you click on Twitter, you know, shout out to to the X there, but... uh, you you click on it. Never shout out to the X. <laughs> yeah, stay in the past. Never mind. We're talking about that. Not the real X, but the X as in Twitter. Oh, hey, listen, but you know, shout out to him for having like the trending stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I had no clue this this was even a thing. It's crazy, man. So social you, media. Yeah. Uh, here, here we are talking social media after yeah. talking about it in a bad way. Now we get to talk about it from maybe, a positive, a, maybe a positive way, right? I mean, so it's not all bad. But, you know, I mean, if you didn't know about Cardi B, you know, I mean, she she throws a microphone at, at, a, at a fan, like just launches it at her face because she... And apparently, as I'm reading, the girl that she threw the microphone at wasn't even the person that threw the drink on Cardi B. So she's suing her, obviously, you know, and and because that's the world we live in today. You don't like it, so let's sue the rich person and see what we can get out of them. But, uh, you know, it's it's, it's one of those things where I think if I I did hear a little bit about the Cardi situation. Tory Lanez, I had no idea. I think I would need a lot more context. Yeah. Uh, what's going on there? Like, was it self-defense? Like, what's going on? Yeah, there? like, like how the shooting happened? Like, how, like, yeah, how did it happen? Why did it happen? Or why is he being accused? Like, what's going on? I feel like with that type of thing, it's kind of touchy. And at least until you get touchy to talk about, unless you get, like, more information, more accurate information. Yep. Um, depending on the source, of course. But when it comes to the Carter thing, I've heard a lot of people talking about it. And here's the thing. It's very hard to talk about because, again, I'm a very open-minded person. From a lot of sources, a lot of people say, and I've heard, apparently she said somewhere like during that performance or little appearance she was at that she was having, telling people that it was hot to like throw drinks at the stage or like pass drinks or something like that. So that's why that fan like kind of literally threw, threw the drink. Threw oh, the okay. drink. 
So if that was the case, I don't know for sure. I, again, like it's kind of hard for me uh, to <laughs> fully go in on it. Um, man. Yeah, I mean, regardless, I feel like, you know, throwing the microphone was a little harsh. Uh, because, again, it, it's just a drink. But at, at the same time, you never know what's in the, when the, what's in the glass, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I mean, it, I mean she's, you kind of have to be open-minded about it. You never know. Uh, I, I mean, really, let's be real. Why are you throwing a drink on somebody anyway? Isn't there yeah. really just more of a problem there? Yeah. I think, I think we look at it and go, should Cardi be a throwing the mic at her? Well, probably not. But in the grand scheme of things... That's why, kind of disrespectful. Why are you disrespecting somebody in the, in, in, at all in life? Like, I don't care who it is, yeah. you know? So, so to me, it's kind of... Uh, the good news is Cardi B was cleared. She's not going to be facing any kind of criminal shit for it. So that's good. That's good for Cardi. Yeah, good for Cardi, you know? But I guess it's just one of those things where even just as, you know, again, open-minded. I'm not in this situation. I don't know. Right. Maybe she's had a rough week. You never know. Right, had a rough week, had a rough day, you know, one little thing led to that. Uh, I but mean, I think we've all been through some shit, we've all, right? We've, we've all had some rough weeks in in in, in recent past for you. Yep. If if you were on, if you were in the you know the ring, and and you know it was the worst of the worst moments, and somebody threw some shit on you, I'm not saying that you would do something, you know, throw your belt at them or whatever, but you know, I think that it's hard to say until you're in somebody's shoes. Until you're in someone's shoes. Exactly what would happen in that moment. Yeah, so, I mean, one being disrespected things. just isn't fun. Yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like, at least personally, I'm not going to go out there and say, Cardi, you're just not professional. You didn't handle it the right way. Because at the end of the day, we don't know what she's going through. Right. At the end of the day, I don't know what she's going through. You don't know what she's going through. Nope. No one knows what she's going through unless, like, maybe, like, you're her mother or, like, someone really close to her, maybe you might have an understanding. But even then, we're not her. So we don't know for sure. Uh, definitely, you know, I guess from the professional standpoint, probably not the best response. But at the end of the day, I think it's just great that hopefully no one was seriously injured right. throughout everything. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a learning experience. And it just goes to show you that when we're you... Human. <laughs> we're human and when you don't know what somebody else has been through or going through don't disrespect that anybody like if you just truly treat people the way you want to be treated like like that's an old saying i learned in freaking geez 1978 probably <laughs> when right? i was five years old when i was five that's right treat people do unto others as you would want others to do unto you right and it, it, it still holds true today, and we don't give two shits about it as society. Respect, people. So Very important. Even in wrestling. Speaking of respect. <laughs> good God. Uh, all okay, right, so okay. we're going to make it. All right, so if you don't know this one, and, and you don't want to hear about Lizzo and bananas, you might want to turn this off. Okay, so first of all, I'm curious. <laughs> we talked. You, you gave me a little bit of a rundown. I, on Real quick, before we get into it, who is this article by? Who is the source? This is coming from uh, from D the Daily Mail. I mean, ABC Seven covered it. Okay, um, ABC Seven. Okay, so we're ready. So this it, has to be a hundred and ten percent. Like, like I, I wasn't there. MSN's covered. Like, this is like real shit, okay. right? Like, so okay. somebody. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, God. So, apparently, <laughs> Lizzo had some previous um, dancers with her. Okay. All right. And uh, they were in uh, Amsterdam. Okay. And, and uh, they go out on the town, and, and they're, you know, out on the strip in the red light district. And, uh, yeah, she takes them out, and... The trio uh, that was with her claimed that uh, she invited him out on the town that night in the red light district, and um, she said that the, the trio claimed that things quickly got out of control uh, when the pop star, Lizzo, uh, began inviting them to take turns touching the nude performers and eating bananas that were protruding from their... Vaginas. First of all, are they out in the town or are they trying to make a, a porn hub? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, like, like adult film. Let me I just mean, correct I, myself. Okay, so film. I get it. It's Amsterdam, right? And if you don't oh, know about Amsterdam, man. I mean, I don't I, know about Amsterdam. Yeah, things, things, uh, you know, things are really raunchy in Amsterdam. I mean, Clearly, it was one of the places everybody went for, for marijuana. I mean, I, you could do drugs in Amsterdam, you know, uh, pretty much openly. But uh, I've never been, right, so let's just, I'll just claim that now. I've never been there, uh, but I have heard so many things, and I do know people personally that have been there. So uh, with that being said, I just thought that that was pretty crazy, and, and there was, you know, some comedians, you know, uh, recently going off about Lizzo eating bananas because that was like their funniest thing ever. Um, I would never uh, downgrade her because, you know, uh, they were just talking about her size, you know, and stuff and making jokes about it. And that, to me, that's just very unfortunate and unfair. Um, I get it. They're comedians and they're just trying to make people laugh off of it. But to make people laugh off of somebody else that, um, you know, the size of somebody, their their body structure. This isn't right for me. But it, needless to say, do I believe this story? Uh, not really. <laughs> not really. I, I think that because it's in Amsterdam, it makes people think it's believable. And these people are trying to sue her for this. You know, um, Lizzo's, you know, a big name now. And, and I think it just makes her an easy target for some some shit like this. Um, but again, I wasn't there, so I don't know. But but it sounds to me like it's not really credible. Yeah, it's one of those things where, again, it, it really is hard to chime in on something if we don't really, first of all, I don't know too much about Lizzo, to be on her, 110% yeah, transparent. And again, that's something, as as podcasters, we're going to get better with, guys. I promise you. This is our first ever podcast. So let us know how we do. You know, let us know in the DMs. Let us know, like, direct message, whatever. Yeah. But if you guys have anything you guys want us to talk about in the future. But nevertheless, I don't know too much about Lizzo. I don't know about – is Lizzo a guy or a girl, first of all? Is that a female? Lizzo's a female. Okay. I had a feeling, but I didn't want to be wrong. But uh, nevertheless, so with Lizzo's character, I don't know kind of how Lizzo acts – any of these things, so I don't know how credible or how possible it could be of all these allegations. It's just one of those things where I feel like maybe as the if she's being taken to court for all this, maybe as everything starts to come out, we will have a better understanding of oh that's Lizzo. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, but I mean that's still like that. That's like an image. Like, it, it, like I'm not. I still right. don't know anything about her. Right. 
So, I mean, I guess just at least when it comes to that topic, it's kind of hard to really chime in if we don't know too much about like her character. Um, but I guess we're just got to wait and see kind of just as things come out. I mean, she flat out said, you know, um, last few days since all this is broke that it's been uh, gut wrenching, difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. Um, talks about her worth ec- work ethic and her morals and respectfulness being questioned and her character. So, um, you know, that's just, again, that's just one of those things where somebody takes something and in my opinion, twists it up and turns it. And, and now you've got somebody, um, who never had anything. I'm just being honest that I've seen in the media that says that she's like this bad person or something, or does these things, you know, and like degrades people has never been out there. She's never been in the news like that. Yeah. So these people to take this opportunity and, and like twist things up like that, it's just unfortunate because now you've got somebody that didn't have these problems getting hit with people, you know, all over her posts and social media, like putting banana emojis and all this stuff. And like, you know, you're just damaging somebody and it goes back to everything we've talked about for the most part, for the biggest part of this podcast is just, respecting people and just it's just not it, yeah social media sick. is just one of those things where you know it's not just it, it's, it's for everyone man like i've seen artists that you know music artists wrestlers uh you know every like even actual just modern everyday people that go through different forms of we can call it bullying you know mm-hmm. like just online mm-hmm. bullying where online people just feel real. like yep. just because they're behind a computer it's so easy, like, because they're not going to get in trouble, they could just go off and say whatever they want. Yep. But at the end of the day, if said person catches you in public, I, I've heard of stories where some people just get, like, punched in the jaw because of that right. type of thing. And it's just one of those things, man, it's just, it, it's just unfortunate, you know? Um, I, myself, as a pro wrestler, you know, it's, one of, it's something that I need to be successful. Uh, successful I got to be ready for. I, yes. I never know what's, when it's going to happen, you know? Um, I have people, even today, man, like where people make comments about little things. Like sometimes like people say like, man, you should take off your shirt or little things like that. Like even though it's not necessarily bad, but like you still have people, you never know. You might, you right. might have someone that's just going to degrade you in such a horrible manner. Luckily, again, thank, thank God, you know, nothing has ever like been targeted at me specifically. I'm not, I guess like at that point yet in popularity. But, you know, it's just one of those things where social media is an issue for that reason. You know, it's just yeah, something it that as a collective community, as a collective human being, like as people, we need to get better with. 100%, man. Um, but overall, at least when it comes to that topic, man, I mean, like, I don't have too much to say. It's just I just kind of we got to wait and see kind of how things play out, at least in my opinion. Maybe the more information we get, like if she's actually found guilty of it, then... I'll have a little bit more to say, right? To say to speak because on. Like, it's proven, yeah. right? At that right. point. Yep. Uh, but nonetheless, man, uh, overall, I think that's everything we really wanted to talk about for this first episode. How do you feel about how everything went? I feel great. I think it was a, you know, if you've never done anything like this, um, it's nerve wracking to a degree. Right, like in the beginning, like yeah. how do we do it? Like get, just getting everything started to get the first one rolling, and I think that uh, you know uh, we'll be better. Right, every every episode is going to be better and better and better because uh, I know that both of us are are very much perfectionists to a degree. 
to uh, a degree. To a fault. To a fault. Yeah, you know? but, I mean, it's, it's uh, one of those things where it's a good and bad thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I just want to bring the best to the table. I, I want our fans, you know, as they grow. I want, I want it to be so great that the people that do listen to us um, are getting the things covered that they want. And so that they're able to pass that on to people that we don't even know. So that it grows, right? I mean, that's that's the biggest thing is is to have somebody go, oh my god, my friend or somebody I know, you know, has this podcast and they covered this and it was such a great podcast, you know, that you got to check this out. And then the next thing you know, they check it out, and then now it starts reaching. So from a social media standpoint, the things that I hate about it are also has plenty of things that I love about it. Of course, and the fact that you can reach people today in other countries just by word of mouth of something like this of course. Uh, that, that you never would have been able to reach before. So, Of course. It's one of those things where, again, uh, social media, it's both. It's, a, it's like a double-edged sword. Like you're going to – just as much bad things you're going to find, there's a lot of positive things yeah, you can absolutely. find out of it. You know, um, one of the biggest things, which – spoiler alert in case you guys don't already know. <laughs> um, you know, I discovered actually one of my favorite artists on social media yeah uh through a lot of like friends and stuff like that russ uh you know a lot of the stuff he posts on his social medias like i've done a lot of research into a lot of it like different books like uh the alchemist um i believe it's called the five steps to success or something something along those lines but he puts out a lot of content just for example that you know motivates me and i find i hope that this is a podcast that we're putting together excuse me um the podcast that we're putting together right now, I, I, I think we both started it with the same intentions. I feel like with me personally, part of it was I feel like the podcast is a great source to be able to, I guess, just for lack of better terminology, you know, be able to get like my thoughts out there. Because sometimes, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes I'm like any other human being. Sometimes I overthink. Sometimes I'm going through stuff and I just need to get it out of my brain. So this is a great resource for me to be able to speak my truth, to be able to just unload, you know, maybe some thoughts I'm having about any situations that might be going on either in my personal life, in my professional life, you know. But also, I feel like the beautiful thing about the podcast we're starting here is it also allows for us to share our stories, our experiences and maybe other people, because at the end of the day, people, uh, at the end of the day, everyone that's listening right now, you know, we have huge plans for this podcast. You know, we have goals. At some point, it'd be amazing to have, you know, guests on the podcast that could share their stories and hopefully inspire you. Yes. You know, I think for me, again, like I, I told you this before we even started the podcast. One of my biggest goals would be to have Russ on this podcast. Yep. I think having someone like Russ on the podcast would be amazing, not only for us in our careers, but I feel like his story would resonate with so many people, not just maybe people that are, you know, trying to, you know, become a big music artist, but even his story like inspired me. And I feel like this podcast is for a lot of different reasons. We want to be able to talk about anything and everything that we love, mm-hmm. whether it's sports, whether it's wrestling. But we also want to be able to use this platform as a way to inspire those around us and to be able to connect with everyone on an emotional level. You know, because at the end of the day, I feel like 
what people tend to forget is, especially when it comes to like pro wrestlers, when it comes to celebrities, people forget that we're all human. But it's very important to really be able to maintain that connection with everyone and remind everyone like, hey, you know, and, and that's why I love what I do about wrestling. That's why I try to incorporate my personal life whenever I can yeah. in my wrestling because it's at the end of the day, it's like, yes, I am this quote-unquote larger-than-life athlete in the ring, but I am also a human, and I do face the same obstacles that everyone else, else is facing. Does. That's right. So that's right. I feel like that's why the fans tend to gravitate towards me, and I feel like that's what makes my stories as good as they are, you know? But I don't want to toot my own horn on that, but it's just like that's... That, that's another reason why I love this podcast and what we're doing here today. 100% agree. Yes, sir. I so I look forward to the next episode. The next episode is going to be very fun, guys. So uh, we're just about done with this episode. So uh, I guess just to wrap things up for you guys, uh, we did want to let you guys know that as far as the schedule, there's no set in stone schedule just yet just because – with my jobs, with my job and with his job, you know, it's just about just making sure that the schedule is aligned. But our goal every single week is going to be to get a uh, podcast out every week, at least one episode. We never know. Maybe at some point we might be able to get two. You know, I mean, I think that would be a pretty cool goal to hit at some point. But you know, at, nevertheless, at least one episode every single week. Uh, this episode is going to drop either on Tuesday or Friday. Uh, I guess we will just have to wait and see. You know, it yeah. just kind of depends on a lot of different things. But. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, please, guys, send us your information—or uh, not information—but give us your feedback. Let us know what you guys thought about the episode. If there's any topics you guys ever want us to talk about that maybe we didn't hit on, maybe you want us to like give our insiders like our thoughts on different things. Maybe if there's anything specific in the news that we didn't talk about that you guys want us to like do some research on yeah. and give our opinions on, feel free to let <laughs> us know. Follow yeah. us on our Instagram right now. That's the only thing we have. Uh, the next episode of the podcast, I'll be sure to have like a X account made yeah. and some other accounts made. But uh, right now we are on Instagram. You can follow us at the Comebacks Podcast on Instagram. Feel free to give that account a follow uh, and just send us all your uh, feedback on there. Let us know how we did. Let us know if there's any information you guys, uh, anything you at all you guys want us to talk about. So uh, I guess to wrap things up, Eric, is there anything else you wanted to end off with? Love y'all. Appreciate you. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much again for tuning in. And uh, I guess just before we end for the, for the night, I just wanted to remind you guys again, if you guys are going through anything, uh, first and foremost, I hope that you guys know that you guys can reach out to us at any time, especially me, uh, Elijah Galindo, uh, Elijah underscore Galindo on Instagram. You guys are not alone. And uh, continue chasing your dreams. That's the best advice I can give for right now. And, you know, if you guys ever need anything, I'm here. So we'll see you guys next week for next week's episode and we'll see you guys soon. Later guys.